Hello everybody, welcome back to a new special video I'm making here. I want to test out my new mic and the best way for me to do that is to do a video, but I don't have anything planned, so I figured I would try something new. It's kind of a, an all audio podcast type video where, you know, I'm just going to be talking about different things involving stardom mostly, or Joshi if there's something other outside of stardom that I feel like talking about. And, uh, and then just upload these every now and then, and it'll be kind of be a little bit like a podcast, but not really because it's only going to be on YouTube, just uploaded as just video. You know what I mean? So a couple topics I want to talk about today that um, has been kind of being talked about a lot, especially with Stardom's return. One is the kind of rumors floating around that Kyrie Sane... Um, previously known as Kyrie Hojo when she was in stardom, is looking to leave WWE and come back to stardom. Now, a lot of people have asked me my opinions on this, and for the most part, I didn't really want to comment on it, mostly because I don't like commenting on pure speculation with no kind of evidence to back it up. And as of right now, there really is no evidence whatsoever to say that this is true. Um, not to say it can't be true, but just everything that I have seen has not really made me believe fully. So, if it is true, just talking about it here, if it is true, here are my thoughts and what I think would be the best way to handle it if those series of events were to turn out that way. The best way to handle this, I think, would be, of course, to have her come back if the rumors are true that she's coming back and that she wants to wrestle for about a year before retiring with her, you know, to go make a family with her husband or whatever, it would make sense that she would get a singles belt, of course. Uh, I'll, if you notice the track record with stardom in the last couple of years, someone who retired or, or left stardom a long time ago comes back, they win a singles belt. They have a run, then they retire. You know, it happened with Yoko Bido, and it happened with Orisa. So that just begs the question, which singles belt is she going to get? Because it's obviously going to be either the red or the white belt. And I can't see them getting rid of the red belt, or not getting rid of, taking the red belt off of Mayu so soon, especially since she really doesn't have any kind of defenses or anything like that currently because of the whole coronavirus thing. It just seems like they wouldn't take it off her, especially since they're they're clearly trying to portray her as, you know, the face or the, you know, the top star of stardom. So that only leaves the white belt, which, you know, if you're a Julia fan like me or, you know, been following these girls' careers for the last couple of years, that is kind of sad and upsetting in a way because... I do not want all of these girls' hard work over the last year or two to kind of just be derailed because, you know, Kyrie's coming back. And I know to some people that could be hypocritical because that's kind of exactly what Julia did. She just comes in and now she's going to be the white belt champion, you know, is what we, I shouldn't say we, is what I've been thinking is she's probably going to be the next white belt champion. So it, you know... The criticisms that that's completely hypocritical to be fine with Julia coming in, um, and but then find it problematic that Kyrie's going to come in and do the same thing. 
especially since Kyrie has even more of a reason because she was there for so many years and she's just coming back, whereas Julia is just coming in. I, I understand that side of the argument. I really do. But the problem is, is that it was clear that they're setting up some kind of huge feud between Tam and Julia. And if Kyrie comes back, she's getting that white belt. So either when she comes back, whoever's holding the white belt at the time is going to just lose it to her unceremoniously. Or they're just going to wait until she comes back if it's going to be soon. And then we're not going to have a white belt holder until then. And basically all of the momentum and the story being driven with Julia and Tam and Natsuko, it, it just goes out the door. Like it's it's no longer a thing. And I think that's just going to be really sad, especially if you consider the fact that Rossi put out a list of the six people to watch out for this year, and two of them were in the running, I should say, for the white belt, Tam Nakano and Julia. So she comes back, she wins the white belt, what... What what happens then? I say give her a decent run, you know, have her defend against some of the big names, uh, you know, Momo, Tam, Julia, even if you want. Um, the problem though is that taking it off of her. Of course, you're gonna want her to lose it at the end. And how do you do that? I shouldn't say how you do that. Who should take it off of her? Because that's really important because Kyrie's a big name, especially since she's going to be coming back from the WWE. And that means prestige. Whoever beats her for that belt is going to have very big claim to them. They're, they're going to be like, you know, it's it, it, not like exactly the same, but it's kind of like if someone were to beat Brock, you know, for the WWE title like that's a huge push and this is going to be the same way and as you guys all know and you know you tend to go out of wrestling on your back and I think I'm, I'm a big supporter of that ideology if you're leaving there's no reason to you know keep your prestige I should say you should pass on the wealth help put someone else over so who should they put over with it it really depends on how they give it to her. If they're going to give it to her as the next white belt champion and not have anybody hold it until she comes back, then I would say go back to the original plan and give it to Julia. Unfortunately, the whole story with her and Tam and stuff is going to be dead cold by then because it's probably going to be at least a year, if not only like six months, probably around six months to a year of no one having a legitimate chance of getting the white or the red belt. So everyone else is probably just going to be fighting for the tag belts and the triple belts. Because no one wants the high-speed belt because none of them are high-speed wrestlers. None of them can even challenge for the white or the future belt. And the SWA belt is on Jamie and we don't even know when she's coming back. And even if she did come back, I don't really think they should just have her lose it. You know, the whole point of the SWA belt is for it to travel. That's the belt that's meant to travel. So, what belt is left? There isn't one. There, there, there is no other singles belt. So, for the next six you know, months to a year, no belt changes for the singles. Which means all these people that have been 
kind of getting built up, like Julia, Tam, Natsuko. They're just going to be fodder for another Kyrie Sane run. And that doesn't mean I'm against a Kyrie Sane run. I think it could be very good. The problem here is her losing it after that. So if she's the um, the, the next holder, uh, they didn't give it to someone until she came back and then had her win it, I would say give it to Julia. Restart that storyline. Hopefully her and Tam can still pull off some crazy stuff. If they didn't wait for her to come back, they give it to someone now, they get a good run depending on how long it takes Kyrie to come back, let's say a couple months, then they get a really short run and then they lose it. I think they should not give it to Julia or Tam because to a lot of people, any singles belt run that one of these two have should mean something. It shouldn't just be a couple month filler run until you know, the real champion comes. It's going to completely discredit them and take away any kind of hard work that both of them have done. And I can totally see, you know, DDM kind of being fine without having a singles belt for a while. Worst case scenario, they lose their triple belts to another team and uh, Julia and uh, Himika win the tag belts or something. You know, I, I feel like that would be a pretty interesting and or good uh you know compromise to this whole situation so there you go in my opinion if Kyrie were to come back depending on how they give her the belt i would say the person she should lose it to is either julia if no one was given the belt before she comes back and if she, someone was given the belt before she comes back, I say give it to someone smaller like uh, Natsuko or Saki or someone. And then when she loses it later, it should be someone still Julia or Tam. Either way, basically Julia or Tam. That's that's who should win it. On the bright side of Kyrie getting back into stardom and having another belt run is we are going to be able to see some very amazing matches. We're going to be able to see Kyrie versus Momo, who that's never happened with Momo being as good as she is. Kyrie left before Momo got really good. We're also going to see Kyrie versus Jungle with how good she is now. Kyrie versus Julia, Kyrie versus Saki, Kyrie versus oh god, who else? Um I'm not really super excited about a Kyrie versus Natsuko, but I think they could pull off a banger if they uh, really work together because they both have it in them. Um, we'll be able to see a Kyrie versus Tam. That's going to be amazing, honestly. There's there's almost no one that I wouldn't want to to see Kyrie face. Basically, that's that's just how it is. Moving on to the next subject, we currently have a, another belt vacated right now and that is the future belt and who should win it you know it's it's big speculation there because for a long time since starlight kid lost it and that was about i think six months to a year how long utami held it the belt was no longer a for the people that it was originally made for it was originally made for those young people 
and or inexperienced people to have them have something to fight for, right? Because they can't realistically challenge for the white belt or the red belt. They can't realistically challenge for the triple belts or the tag belts. And I know what you're going to say, but Azumi held the triple belts like three times or four times. I can't remember. I think it's four times. Um, every single one of those times, EO was a part of the team. And if she wasn't teaming up with EO, none of those would have happened. And you guys know it. So, who exactly should get the future belt? Because Utami, as much as I like Utami, she destroyed that belt. Because it no longer was a legitimate way for the youngins to battle. And with the stipulations made, it was obvious that it was made for Starlight Kid and Izumi. But once Utami won it, who was going to toe-to-toe time limit draws with Jungle Kiona in her debut, that placed the level of the belt way above the people who should be and can challenge for it. I mean, with Utami holding the belt, could anybody realistically expect Ruka or Hanan, you know, to challenge for this belt? Because right now, the only people who can challenge for it, based on the rules, uh, two years of experience or less, and 20 years of age and less. It is Azumi, Starlight Kid, uh, Hanan, Hina, Rina, Ruka. Uh, I went through that list pretty quick. I'm just trying to think off the top of my head if that is correct. Uh, Saeeda, I don't think can challenge for it. I think she might have had two years already. I could be wrong on that one, though. I think she has been wrestling for about two years. I think someone just had their one-year anniversary. Who was it? I'm running through the names of everyone, and I can't think of who it is. Oh, I can't think of anybody. Anyway... So those are the only people who can actually challenge for it. Oh, Kamatani and Itsuki. Completely forgot about them because they just kind of feel different than the other people. Especially since Itsuki didn't return for the return show. So so out of all those people, it looks like Kamatani was the most likely to win the belt. But now that she's planning on going after the tag belts with Utami... I can realistically say I doubt uh, she's going to go after the future belt anymore. So it could very well go at, go to Itsuki, um, which wouldn't be too terrible. Because the problem with the future belt is you don't want to give it to someone who is above that level. Because once you start giving it to people who can, what should I say, go toe-to-toe with the mid-card or the top card, then... Every single battle for that belt just feels like padding because there's no way for them to actually win it. You know, it's, it's just not possible. If I had to choose to give it to someone, I would say either Itsuki or a returning Hanan. And I would choose, honestly, if, if it was me, I would choose Hanan. And then if you wanted, at the end of her reign, you could have Itsuki win it. Like right before she turns, or right before her two-year um, anniversary, and then have her relinquish it. You know, if you don't want her losing to the young girls. But I think that would just be a good way to restart Hanan back into the, you know, the ring, and it would bring the purpose of the belt back. 
To some people, uh, the discussion of whether Izumi should ever get the belt before um, her time is up, I don't know. That's really hard to say because she is so far above that belt, like even more than Utami was to some people. I can I can understand it, a disagreement to that, and I completely agree if you don't agree. Like, it makes sense. But she is. She's way above that belt. And I just can't honestly say that it's going to hurt her if she never gets that belt. Now, it's going to hurt her in the fact that she'll never technically be a Grand Slam champion because she was eligible for that belt. Not only was she eligible for that belt since its creation, she had like four years, three or four years of eligibility for that belt before she's no longer allowed to, you know, challenge for it. Because I think she has like two more years before she's ineligible now. And also, it it's kind of a slap in the face that Azumi never won that belt, but a Starlight Kid did, or Starlight Kid did. It it just seems so messed up, but she's she's above that now, you know. Like her her goals is the high speed champion, the the belt that matters the most to her, you know, the belt that was kind of iconized, iconized, um, literally really solidified its legacy. The her icon did, her icon, the person she looks up to a lot. <laughs> So, I, I just can't see her really wanting that belt anymore. With that said, let's move on to the third topic, another belt, the high-speed belt. Now, this one is brought up a lot by a lot of people because it's very opinionated. A lot of people don't like what's going on with it. It was given to Riho. She just comes in, first match, wins the high-speed championship. A lot of people didn't like that. I wasn't very happy about it either because I was a big supporter of Azumi winning the record for the youngest high-speed champion. That no longer can be true. Uh, that came and went while Riho was holding the belt. And I saw a lot of people complaining about it online um, that Riho was holding the belt because she wasn't defending it. But really, that's not really her fault. I mean, we are having a worldwide pandemic, you know. I know it's getting better. Shows are starting to go on in other countries, not mine. Um, I mean, I think mine are having shows going on, but, you know, we really shouldn't be. But uh, but in Japan, I believe, from what I'm hearing or seeing, is that it's getting better and they can have shows again and crowds and whatnot. So her not defending it have zero blame for me on that. I don't think it's her fault in any way, shape, or form. But I don't like her holding the belt hostage. So when she first got it, she was the uh, AEW Women's Champion, right? Well, she became champion shortly after winning the high-speed belt. But while she was holding the high-speed belt for the majority of her run, she was also the AEW Women's Champion, which means zero chance of her getting a loss. Which means that belt was not going anywhere unless they did a triple threat and had one person pin someone, not Riho. Now, what's going to happen with it now? Things are starting back up. Riho's in Japan. I think, I shouldn't say I think because that implies this is what I think Stardom's going to actually do. 
I should use the phrasing I want. What I want to happen is Riho comes back, loses the belt right away. Depending on how long she's going to be in stardom before going back over to AEW or whatever, maybe one defense, maybe two. Two is pushing it. I don't want two. One max. She defends it and or loses it in her first defense. I prefer the losing it in her first defense. So she loses it. And who does she lose it to? Azumi, of course. That should not be a surprise. If any of you know me at all, you should have seen that coming. She was made for it. She she is going to legitimize that belt again. Like um, Hazuki tried. Uh, the problem with Hazuki's run was while she did kind of legit, legitimize it a little bit, she also didn't really care. It was clear during like the last year of her run in stardom. She just gave up caring about stardom and wrestling. It really reflected in her personality and the way she was doing things. I think Azumi, with how much she actually cares about that belt, can very realistically bring some prestige and legitimacy to the belt again. She's went on record saying that she thinks it's really cool to be able to wrestle people who aren't fast and make them look fast. She thinks that's a really cool thing to do. She she wants anybody to be able to wrestle for it. And I agree because not too many high-speed wrestlers in stardom right now. I mean, who do you have? Mayu, uh, maybe Saki. Uh, Starlight Kid technically counts, but she's really not that quick. And then if you really want to push it, maybe Kamatani. You know, there, there there's like no high-speed wrestlers other than Izumi. So, I mean, other than death, but I, I was I meant signed wrestlers. So just have her win the belt. It's gonna give something for her to do, you know, until she graduates, which is like in another year. She's going to be able to have purpose again, because ever since Eo left, she has gotten nothing, no belts, no title shots. Like the only title shots he's got were for the um, the future belt and the the high-speed belt, but she had no chance of winning those ones, of course. I don't even care if they have to give her the belt by, uh, how should I say it, doing a triple threat and having Azumi pin the other opponent other than Riho. I don't even care if that's how they give it to her. I just want her to hold it. And then have her hold it until the uh, anniversary show and have that be her first defense against Starlight Kid. And have her succeed. That would be such an amazing story. Her first singles win over Starlight Kid would be at the anniversary show, defending the high speed championship. Perfect. Alright, guys, well, thank you for watching or listening, I should say. Let me know if this is something you guys would be interested in uh, me doing more often. If this is something you guys would be more interested in me doing, it would be great because I can actually do this at any time with like very minimal um, preparation. So I can get content out for you guys while I'm waiting, or not waiting, while I'm working and or brainstorming for my next big videos. Because So before I end, I just want to give a shout out to uh, all of my Patreons supporters. Um, we have Smackadon Podcast, of course, and his... Uh, 
his upgrade tier. I, I am working on that review. Um, I started the script today. It's should be should be done within the next you know little while. Uh, then Miss Solar, um, one of the earliest ones, and then uh, K Master of None and you know Tokyo Cyber Drifter, and then of course uh, the Yellow Hook. Uh, thank you all of you guys and. I hope this catches on because this is actually a, a very interesting thing I want to do and I want to sometimes um, sit down and uh, kind of do it with a conversation with my dad because we actually have very, I wouldn't say intense, but um, kind of like a little debates and or discussions about things on stardom and we don't always agree on things so I, I know that that would be kind of a... Uh, a put off on some people like oh why do we want to just listen to two people agree on everything well we don't actually agree on a lot of stuff when it comes to stardom hopefully that could create some good content there I don't know if I'm going to ever do that though but I, I think that would be kind of cool it would just be kind of hard getting time and a place to sit down and do it alright well uh, thank you for listening I hope you guys like this if not that's fine I just you know I won't do it anymore <laughs> It's, it's not something I'm, like, super into. Or not super into, but super, like, invested in to the point where if it failed, I would feel heartbroken or anything. Uh, so, bye.